Welcome to Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream. I'm your host, Mark Gladstone, and tonight I'm introducing you to more of my favorites. This is the second installment of Favorites, Favorites 2, an entirely self-indulgent show where I get to play some of my all-time favorite songs while narcissistically hoping that I'm perhaps influencing some of you to like them too. Maybe they'll become your favorites, who knows? These artists definitely deserve it. Starting off tonight, haven't played them yet on this show and I don't know why. They've been one of my favorites for quite a while now. I saw Keen quite a few years back at the Commodore in Vancouver and I was primed to be impressed. I already loved the band, but I was blown away by the stage show. Not because of all the visuals or anything, there weren't really any, but because it was a drummer, Richard Hughes, a keyboard player, Tim Rice Oxley, and a singer out front, Tom Chaplin. That's all. No guitar player, no bass player. And it was amazing. Tom Chaplin played a Wurlitzer electric piano for one song, but the rest of the show he was out front, in front of a drummer and a keyboardist who mostly played a Yamaha CP70 electric grand piano. That's all. That's it. Just a drummer and a piano player. And he sang his guts out. And that was my first thought. Wow, that takes guts. No guitar, no bass. To fill out that stage sound. Yeah, they had some bass stuff on tracks, but still, there's no big dynamic on stage. Tom Chaplin killed it. Maybe I've got more of a UK sensibility towards hits than a North America view. I picked this song, The Last Time, as the best song on the album, Hopes and Fears, which seriously doesn't have a bad song on it, years ago. And it was the single most well-received in the UK. The album has sold more than five and a half million copies worldwide and stayed for 72 weeks in the top 75 of the UK albums chart. The band won two awards at the 2005 Brit Awards, ahead of bands like Muse and Franz Ferdinand. Three months after that, the keyboardist, Tim Rice Oxley, received the Ivor Novello Award for Songwriter of the Year. I was in London a few years back in 2006. We were there for Wimbledon, and as we were on our way there, we had a driver pick us up, and I asked him about the band Keen. He said they were very famous now, but a lot of English people resented their fame, thinking they'd sold out to popularity. I didn't argue, didn't say that popularity doesn't make you a bad band, doesn't make you less than you were before people knew who you were. But I don't know, maybe in England it does. A different sort of a pop band, the keyboard takes center stage here. They have a guitar player now, live, but haven't always had. This is the last single released from the 2004 album, Hopes and Fears. This is Keen from Battle, North Sussex, now after selling more than 10 million albums worldwide with the song The Last Time, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. This is the last time that I will say these words I Sweep it into the corner I hide it under the bed Say these things 
That was Keen with The Last Time from their Hopes and Fears album. If you like melody and well-written songs, check those guys out. You're listening to Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream, and this is Favorites 2, some of my favorite songs, and, well, I'm trying to convert you with this show. The next tune is from a band I've played before on this show, Dishwala. We've discussed the ridiculousness of their name before, named after a Hindi term for a satellite provider in the neighborhood, the fact that they should definitely have gone on to bigger and better things, their songwriting ability, and, well, here's another example. Some great production here. This is from their second album, So You Think You Know What Life's About, released in 1998 and was also included on The Avengers, music from and inspired by the motion picture. This is Truth Serum by Dishwala, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
You're listening to Favorites 2 on Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream, and I'm your host, Mark Gladstone. The tune you just heard was Truth Serum by Dishwalla, released in 1998. We're going to get a little more current now. I've played Muse before on this show, one of the biggest bands in the world now, I think, and well-deserved. These guys can play, they can write, they have a great show, and, well, that's rock and roll, isn't it? The album, Drones, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. It also debuted at number one in 21 other countries. The band wanted to get back to what worked for them in rock and roll with this album, leaving the electronics behind and getting back to the guitar-based rock of their earlier years. I saw this concert at Rogers Arena in Vancouver. I've seen Muse twice now, and the first time I was blown away. The only criticism I would have had from the first concert was that the entire thing was on 11. There was no valley to let the peaks stand out. If you've ever had to structure a live show, you know what I'm talking about. But this show was intense from beginning to end. Drones was different, but better. It started with these giant spheres floating around Rogers Arena, then 11 uniformed guards walking across the floor of the arena before the band came out and slayed us with their live show. Incredible. Lots of visuals and an amazing live show. Don't miss Muse if they come your way. Drones was recorded in Vancouver, at Warehouse Studios as a matter of fact. I recorded there with Head for our first album. Great studio. This song, from the 2015 release Drones, was released as the B-side for the single Dead Inside. This is Psycho by Muse, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
That's a rockin' tune. Was so good at Rogers Arena in 2015. Great show. That was Psycho by Muse. You're listening to Favorites 2 on Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream. And the next song I'm going to play is one of my favorite examples of layering and texturing by the master of all of that, Trent Reznor. Nine Inch Nails is Trent's baby. He's the writer, the producer, the singer, one of the guitarists, one of the keyboardists, the conceptual engineer, the arranger. He is Nine Inch Nails. This song doesn't have any lyrics, no vocals at all. Doesn't need any. It rocks really hard without any of that. The track features Mike Garson of David Bowie and Smashing Pumpkins fame on keyboards with Danny Lohner and Adrian Ballou on guitars. The intro to this song is an easily acceptable time signature of 4-4, but once the drums kick in, it jumps to a very aggressive 5-4 and carries a lot of angst with it. I remember seeing Nine Inch Nails at Rogers Arena in Vancouver and being mesmerized by Robin Fink crawling all over his guitar amps while playing this song. This is Just Like You Imagined by Nine Inch Nails from the 1999 release The Fragile. If you don't own this album and you like hard rock, please pick it up. This is some of Nine Inch Nails' best stuff. You're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
That's an amazing song, Just Like You Imagined, by Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. I'm always amazed at songs that convey that much emotion without the use of lyrics. You're back with green beans, mushroom soup, and strawberry ice cream. I'm your host, Mark Gladstone, and this is a show I'm calling Favorites 2. Next up is the oldest song on tonight's show, but it could be remade today and it would still kill. As a matter of fact, I've always wanted to cover this song. Maybe make it a bit heavier. Definitely if it was Head covering it. But I think it could stand a remake. It's such a great tune. It certainly doesn't need the exposure on one of the biggest selling albums of all time, Rumors, released by Fleetwood Mac in 1977. But it certainly wasn't one of the biggest songs on that album. Doesn't matter. When an album sells over 45 million copies worldwide, it could be the worst song on that album and still be a huge hit. And The Chain is definitely not the worst song on that album. As a matter of fact, The Chain is the only song on Rumors that's credited to all five members of Fleetwood Mac, and by November 2014, the song had been certified silver by the British phonographic industry based on download sales alone making it one of Fleetwood Mac's most successful songs in the UK. This is The Chain by Fleetwood Mac from their 1977 album The Amazing Rumors, one of the US's biggest selling albums of all time, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
Welcome back to Favorites 2 on green beans, mushroom soup, and strawberry ice cream. I'm your host, Mark Gladstone, and I would hope you recognize the song I just played, but just in case, that was Fleetwood Mac's best song, in my opinion, The Chain, from a Rumors album in 1977. Delamitri is a band from Glasgow, Scotland, fronted by lead singer and bass player Justin Curry. Curry is one of my favorite songwriters, whether it's Delamitri or his own solo stuff. The band was formed back in 1983 and was signed eventually to Chrysalis Records, then dropped, then signed to A&M Records, and after A&M closed up shop, Mercury Records took over their contract, and then they were dropped again. I can look at that in a couple of different ways. One, wow, they kept getting dropped by their labels. They had some minor hits and singles, but not enough to keep the record company happy. Or, two, I've never even had a record contract, and these guys have had three. Not too bad. Anyway, six studio albums and one live album later, and Delamitri is no longer together, though they did reunite in 2014 for a few shows in the UK. There are so many songs to pick from. I have a few from Delamitri and Justin Curry in my favorites list, but I'm going to play a song from the 1992 album, Change Everything. The song's called Surface of the Moon, a song about the aftermath of a breakup and how nothing can break through the fog he's left with after she left. And for all I care, without her, it might as well be the surface of the moon. The guitar track, played by Ian Harvey, is standout, as well as the drums for this track, played by Brian McDermott. And there's plenty of brilliant lyrics, as there always is, courtesy of Justin Curry. There's not a bad song on this album. If you can find it, buy it. This is Delamitri from the 1992 album Change Everything with the song Surface of the Moon and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
That was Justin Curry working some of his lyrical magic with Delamitri and the song Surface of the Moon. You're listening to Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream, and tonight I'm playing favorites. Okay, it's time for a little angst-ridden rock, isn't it? Originally, this Canadian band was called Pez, but they ran into contractual problems with another American band of the same name, so they changed their name to Billy Talent. And now they've sold well over a million albums in Canada and over three million worldwide. From Mississauga, Ontario, their music is described as a mixture of punk and hard rock. I saw them just over a year ago at the Commodore in Vancouver, and the show was full-on energy from the first note. 
I have no idea how singer Benjamin Kowalowicz manages what he does on stage night after night. The first album, titled simply Billy Talent, won the band a lot of respect immediately and, coupled with their extensive touring after its release, won them two Juno Awards, one for Best Album of the Year and one for Best Band of the Year, as well as much music video award nominations and awards. The album went on to be certified three times platinum in Canada. It was recorded at the factory in Vancouver by Jakir King, eventually of Kings of Leon fame, and assisted by Sheldon Zaharko, over a six-week period, with no days off. Sheldon says he was so busy he couldn't even smoke and had to go on the patch. The album was mixed by Chris Lord Algie, whose name can be found in the credits on albums by Prince, Joe Cocker, Carly Simon, and Tina Turner, to name a few. This is Cut the Curtains from the 2003 album Billy Talent, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. Yeah, just have gone
That one got the blood pressure up a bit, huh? The whole album rocks. If you're looking for some good Canadian hard rock with a punky edge to it, you can't do much better than Billy Talent. That was Cut the Curtains from their debut album in 2003. A bit of a switch here. The first time I saw Howie Day perform, I'd never heard of him. He opened the show for Tori Amos at the Orpheum in Vancouver, and I was super impressed and immediately a fan. The song I'm about to play is from the first release, Australia. He played many of the songs on this album at that show, all by himself, accompanied only by a looper pedal. He now has a band to play with, but back then he couldn't afford that luxury. Apparently, he toured without a break for five years before the release of his second album, then for three years after its release. This guy likes playing live. Australia was Howie Day's first full-length album and was self-financed and independently released. It was named Best Debut Album at the 2001 Boston Music Awards and fans consider it to be one of his best. This is the first song from that album, Australia. Released in 2000, this is Howie Day with Sorry, So Sorry. You're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. Spend your nights here We'll always be up late Keep each other up Chemicals can make a stay A man you're out of line With your friends and all your jokes Moving out tonight Making phones that hard to hold And you really didn't know Days here, never give up now. You keep the children down, you're down for one more hour. Imagine I would feel if your friends were all your days moving on with her. Do you shake? You'll be okay. Yeah. 
You're back with green beans, mushroom soup, and strawberry ice cream, and I'm your host, Mark Gladstone. This show is called Favorites 2, just a collection of a few of my favorites over the years. The one you just heard was Howie Day from the 2000 album Australia and his song Sorry, So Sorry. Emmy Lou Harris hardly needs any introduction from this show, but maybe you didn't know she's won 13 Grammy Awards. Maybe you didn't know she's won three Country Music Awards and two Academy of Country Music Awards, five International Bluegrass Music Association Awards, four Americana Music Association Awards. She was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame and the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. She was given an honorary doctorate of music from Berklee College of Music and... She was Billboard's Century Award recipient in 1999. You can't even say all that stuff in one breath, and there's a lot more I didn't list. Emmylou Harris has released 26 studio albums, three live albums, 11 compilation albums, three video albums, and 70 singles. Born in Birmingham, Alabama, she's 69 years old and going strong teaming up with former band member Rodney Crowell for her last two releases. The song Wrecking Ball, written by Neil Young, appeared on Emmylou Harris' album of the same name, released in 1995. It was her first solo departure from country music, more in the alternative folk category, though she's released two more albums with a similar sound since. And, of course, this album won the Grammy for Best Contemporary Folk Album. Scott Jackson from Stone Poets and I went to see her at the Orpheum a few years back and both left the theatre speechless. There was a lot of class and poise on the stage that night. So this is Emmylou Harris singing Wrecking Ball, written by Neil Young, released in 1995, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. We got no 
Yeah, how's that for a plaintive, heartfelt delivery? From the album Wrecking Ball, that was the song Wrecking Ball, written by Neil Young, recorded by Emmylou Harris. I have no memory of how this next song snuck into my collection, but it's been a favorite probably since around 2006 when it was released. The band is Blue October, and I have a few of their albums now, on the strength of this song pretty much, and I've never been disappointed. Blue October is an American alternative rock band from Houston, Texas. Formed in 1995 by brothers Justin and Jeremy Furstenfeld. There's also a violin, viola, mandolin, and piano player, Ryan Delahousie, helping to make their music sound just a little different from the norm. Justin Furstenfeld is often referred to as a tormented soul and the band has had to cancel parts of their tours as a result of his severe mental anxiety. His past includes self-harm in his teenager years and suicidal thoughts throughout his life. He writes from the heart, though, bearing his personal life in his lyrics. Many of his songs are about his relationship with his first daughter, Blue, and his mother. He's been compared to Peter Gabriel and Fish of Marillion fame. And he's the real deal. You can hear it. Blue October released the album Foiled in 2006, which spawned a single titled Hate Me, which remained in the top five of the modern rock chart for 20 weeks straight. The album, Foiled, has sold almost a million and a half copies in the U.S. alone. So this is the song that introduced me to Blue October. From the 2006 album, Foiled, This is Congratulations, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio.
That song burrowed its way into my favorites list like a tick, worming its way under my skin. I liked it more and more every time I heard it. That was Blue October with Congratulations, released in 2006. Welcome back to Favorites 2 on Green Beans, Mushroom Soup, and Strawberry Ice Cream. I'm your host, Mark Gladstone, and tonight we're exploring some amazing songs that I've collected through the years. Tori Amos has been one of my very favorite favorites for a long time now. I've seen her perform five times, and each time left with my mouth hanging open, amazed at her talent and her songwriting. The first time I saw her at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in Vancouver with a full band. Then again at the Orpheum, minus a guitar player, but with John Evans on bass and Matt Chamberlain on drums. I've seen her accompanied only by a string quartet, and I've seen her on her own. Just her, her nine-foot Bosendorfer grand piano, an electric piano, and a sampler for some of the harmonies. She changes her set list from night to night, and in 2003, she was voted fifth best touring act by readers of the Rolling Stone. The song Northern Lad featured some of her more emotional singing. More heartfelt on this one than some, but she's just as much at home sounding like the evil witch as she is the beautiful songstress. Tori Amos won a full scholarship to the Peabody Institute at Johns Hopkins University at age five, the youngest person ever to have been admitted. And she was expelled at age 11 for musical insubordination, whatever that might mean but it kind of sums her lifestyle up neatly. She's a fierce talent that won't be tied down by the rules. Tori writes a lot from personal experience, and having been a victim of rape, as well as a very strained relationship with her father, 
and a lengthy relationship with Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, there's a lot of cards in that deck. A line from this song has always stuck with me, talking about staying in a relationship too long. Girls, you've got to know when it's time to turn the page, when you're only wet because of the rain. Yeah, she doesn't pull any punches with her lyrics. From her fourth album, called From the Choir Girl Hotel, she has 14 albums out now. This is Northern Lad by Tori Amos, released in 1998, and you're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. Had a northern lad Well, not exactly had He moved like the sunset God who painted the First hill of my accent How his knees could bend I thought we'd be okay Me and my molest Would I Try to beat the tub 
guess you go too far when pianos try to be guitars. That's a line from the song you just heard by Tori Amos. I think she proves otherwise on that song, Northern Lad. All right, heading a little more into the jazz folk genre now. Beautiful chord changes in this next song. Reminds me of some of Gary Moore's more melodic stuff in that way. But this is something quite different. Sophie B. Hawkins was born in Manhattan, New York in 1964 and is an omnisexual by her own definition. She's reported to have had affairs with tennis star Martina Navratilova and actress Jodie Foster, but Sophie says she's never even met any of the women she's supposed to have had affairs with. She has two children, one in 2008 and one as recently as 2015, when she was 50 years old. Amazing, but it gets even stranger. She'd conceived that child 20 years previously, as she'd had 15 of her embryos frozen. None of that is about her music, but I find it pretty interesting and an insight into her character, perhaps. So here's some insight into her musical position. In 1998, Sophie B. Hawkins' record company, Sony Music, delayed the release of her third album. The song I'm about to play is from that album. The executives were apparently unhappy with some of it and wanted some of it reworked. In particular, they insisted she remove a banjo track from one of the songs. She refused, and after a lengthy battle between her and Sony, they agreed to release the album Timbre in 1999, but they refused to promote it. So Hawkins left Sony and founded her own label, Trumpet Swan Productions, re-releasing Timbre in 2001 as a two-disc set complete with remixes and videos. She's made of some tough stuff, this woman. This is Sophie B. Hawkins from the 1999 release Timbre. The song is called Bear the Weight of Me. And make sure you listen hard at the very end of this song. There's a spot that I love. Almost faded by that point, but she's scatting there and her voice breaks and squeaks. Almost sounds like a saxophone. I'm glad they left it in. I would have. You're listening to Pacific Northwest Radio. Thank you. 
never cared to be led beyond my despair. Rums of deceit following me. How can you bear the weight of me? Bottom belly, legs, chest, and feet, face of me. Stay in space because of me. Dare to let nobody take the place of me. That's such a great song. Very moody, sensual, and like I said earlier, great chord changes, especially in the chorus. You're back with green beans, mushroom soup, and strawberry ice cream. I'm your host, Mark Gladstone, and I hope I haven't mellowed you out too much with the last couple, but I've got one more for you. I checked this next artist out years ago because Dave Matthews said he was his favorite songwriter, and then he became one of mine as well. David Gray's fourth studio album, White Ladder, was released in 1998 and re-released in the year 2000. It's a good example of the phrase, timing is everything. The initial release didn't do much, but when it was re-released only two years later, it brought him commercial and critical success. The album went to number one on the UK Albums Chart two years and five months after its original release spending a total of 151 weeks on the chart. Almost three years in total. Yeah, I'd say it was a good idea to re-release that one. Gray released a couple of compilation albums after that, and one studio album, but none of them met with the success White Ladder did. Then, after a three-year hiatus, where he toured and recorded a lot less due to exhaustion, He's basically been on tour since 1993. He came out with his seventh album, Life in Slow Motion, in 2005, which is about when I climbed on board. The song I'm going to play last on this show is from that album. It's a song about reflection, about all the good things in nature, in life, in the world, all of which are disappearing. 
I saw David Gray a few years back at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre in Vancouver and was struck by his band and how they paid so close attention to him throughout the show. I even caught a few looks from him to one or another of his band members that led me to wonder if he might not be a bit of a tyrant to play for. I don't know that for sure, but it looked like that to me. No matter. David Gray is a great songwriter with 10 albums out now, and he tours extensively, so he gives everything to his music. This is Disappearing World from the 2005 release, Life in Slow Motion. This is David Gray on Pacific Northwest Radio.
That was David Gray from his Life in Slow Motion album with Disappearing World. Thanks for listening tonight, and remember to tune in every Sunday at this time and again at 11 p.m. for more green beans, mushroom soup, and strawberry ice cream. I'm Mark Gladstone, and if you enjoyed what you heard tonight, please help us share the word about Pacific Northwest Radio. There's a show every night of the week except Saturday, and they're all good but there's music playing here 24-7. Find us on Facebook, too. Like us and share us. We're good like that. Until next week, stay safe and listen to PNWR. PNWR.